Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 52 of the Money Love Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about worry, the emotion of worry, and specifically, worrying about money. I know a lot of you worry about money. I worry about money. It's something that we all deal with or try to deal with to varying degrees, and that's what we're going to dive into today. I want you to know that I hear you guys. You are in my DMs, you're in my inbox, you're in my coaching sessions with me, and I hear it over and over and over. I hear, I'm so worried. I'm so stressed. I'm scared. I know that you are worried about paying off your student loans. You're worried about the level of savings that you have. You're worried about your credit card debt. You're worried about your business that isn't making the money that you want it to be making. You're worried about being able to afford starting a family. You're worried about the current salary that you make at your job. You're worried about having to support your aging parents. You're worried about being able to afford a home in the housing market and in the area that we live in today. I could spend this entire episode, the next half hour, just listing off and going through all of the things that there are to worry about when it comes to the state and the health of your finances. The list is endless. And I think that we can all agree that most of us worry about money. There was actually a report that I read recently. It's called the Better Money Habits Millennial Report. It was done by Bank of America and USA Today. But the report found that 41% of respondents, these were millennials, people aged 35 and younger that they surveyed, 41% of the respondents felt chronically stressed about money, which means all the time. The study also said that 27% of millennials feel anxious. 22% feel overwhelmed, and 13% feel scared. So let's talk about this today. Let's talk about worry, where it comes from. And also, I'm going to walk you through some tools that you can use to deal with the worry that we all face when it comes to our finances. Let's start by talking about worry as an overall emotion. Here is how I want to handle this episode. I want to spend some time really digging into worry as an emotion, talking about it, handling some misconceptions about it. And then I'm actually going to be giving you a five-step process that you can go through to deal with the worry that you face around your finances. So to start, I always like to point out that worry is simply a feeling. It's an emotion. It goes in the F line of our model. And when we know something is an emotion, then we know that At the core, what it really is, is it's a vibration in our body. It is a physical vibration that we feel when we're experiencing it. Now, knowing that worry is a feeling, it's also helpful to remember and remind ourselves of where feelings come from. I know most of you are going to say that when you are worried about money, you think that the worry is coming from the money from the numbers, from the finances. You think, oh, it's the debt, it's the stock market, it's the job, it's the economy, it's the number in my bank account or in my 401k. But worry or any emotion really that you feel around money never comes from a circumstance. It never comes from the money. It comes from our thoughts 
and our beliefs about the circumstance. Worry is an inside job. That means that we create the worry. The world, the circumstances, the money never creates the worry. Now, we're going to spend some time diving deeper into this concept later in the episode, but before we get there, I do want to backtrack for a second because I totally get it. When you are in the moment and you are worried about something, whether you're worried about money or something else, it can be very challenging to come out of that emotional state and just be like, oh, yes, of course. I remember this worry is caused by my thinking. It's my thoughts that are creating the worry. That's not often what happens when we are deep and entrenched in the worry. We all know how unhelpful it is when we're feeling worried or stressed or anxious about something. And you get advice from someone else and the advice is simply, oh, just don't worry. Don't be stressed about it. Just don't worry. And it's like, okay, but you telling me not to worry isn't going to make me not worry. We have to just level set for a second here. I want to first start off by saying that worry, the emotion of it, is something that is so normal. All of our brains are programmed to default to worrying. And we worry about so many things, right? We worry about money. We worry about the people in our lives that we love. We worry about our careers. We worry about the state of the world. Have you guys seen that reel going around? It's kind of gone viral. I've seen a bunch of people do it. But it's the one where the person's like, hey, aren't you worried? And the person's like, about what? And then it's just kind of quiet for a second. And then the person goes, oh my God, yeah. And it's cheeky and it's funny. But the reason that it's gone viral is because it really does ring true to so many of us, right? If we allow it to, worry can and will consume us. There is always something to be worried about if we're looking for things to be worried about. But remember that your brain is wired to protect you and it's wired to keep you alive. And so when you look at it that way, worry is actually an emotion that your brain uses to bring attention to things that it is deeming as a threat to your survival. If your brain interprets a circumstance as potentially dangerous, your brain thinks that it needs to focus more on that circumstance so that you're paying attention to it, you're dealing with the situation so that you're okay and ultimately you don't die. So this might be a surprise to you, but I'm not going to spend this episode telling you that you shouldn't be worrying about money. Your brain views money as a key survival resource to being okay and to living. Your brain is going to worry about money just how it's going to worry about having enough food to eat and having shelter and not getting sick and all of those things that your brain is going to worry about. The first thing I need you to hear is that you are going to worry about money. Let's just take all the judgment and all the expectation away that you shouldn't be worrying about money because you're going to. And me sitting here telling you, oh, don't worry. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be okay. No worries. Be happy. That isn't going to stop you from worrying. So the first thing I want you to know about being worried about money or anything else is that worry is totally normal. It is a default emotion, which means that for many of us, our brains are just going to go there because your brain thinks that worry is super helpful. And the worst thing that we can do is resist the worry or to judge the worry because that is just going to make it 10 times worse. I've used this analogy in a past episode, but suppressing emotions, specifically suppressing negative emotions like worry, 
It's like pushing a big beach ball underneath the water. You can do it and you can get it fully submerged for a short period of time. But as soon as something slips or as soon as something goes off balance, that beach ball is going to come shooting up out of the water into the air and resurfacing. When we're being judgmental of the emotions that we're feeling or we're suppressing the emotions that we're feeling, we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to deal with them and to process through them. So there is absolutely no use in judging the worry that you feel and beating yourself up for being worried about something. You might hear people say this a lot, and you might even catch yourself now that I point this out saying it, but a lot of times we'll say things like, I don't know why I'm so worried about this. Or we'll say, I shouldn't be so worried about this, but da 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 Notice when you do this to yourself. I actually, it's funny, I did this to myself just this morning. I was on a walk with my husband. We walk every morning. And I'm dealing with a particularly, I would say, stressful situation at work with one of my customers. And I was stressed about it all weekend. I thought about it all weekend. I was worried about it all weekend. Monday morning, I wake up and I'm telling my husband, I know I shouldn't be so worried about this, or I don't know why I'm so worried about this, but da-da-da-da-da. I caught myself doing it. And it's like, no, my brain is simply just trying to call attention to this. My brain, for some reason, sees a perceived threat in this situation with my customer, whether it's actually a valid threat or not. But worry is normal. And I'm not going to judge myself or beat myself up for feeling worried. I'm not going to act like I shouldn't be worried and that it shouldn't be happening. My brain is just being a human brain. If you are worried about something, it is just your brain's way of trying to protect you from a perceived future threat. And there's nothing to judge about that. In fact, we can look at it in a way where we can have a lot of compassion for ourselves. Now, once we acknowledge that worry is an emotion, it's totally normal to feel, it's your brain being your brain, that's when we can really start to look at the emotion of worry with a lot of curiosity and, like I said, a lot of compassion for ourselves. And when we can move into a space where we are being curious and kind to ourselves and we're not judging the worry or trying to brush it underneath the rug, we can really take some time to understand it. We can look to see, okay, where is it actually coming from? And we can also develop and practice tools to deal with it when it does arise. And that's what we're going to spend the rest of the episode talking about. So let's start with understanding where worry actually comes from. Like I mentioned earlier, worry is an emotion, which means that it's always going to come from our thinking. But when you really think about it, it comes from specific thoughts that we have about the future, around circumstances that are uncertain. I'm going to say that one more time. Worry comes from thoughts that we have about future uncertain circumstances. Almost everything we worry about are things that are going to happen in the future. They are things that haven't happened yet. They are things that are uncertain. That's why we worry about them. We worry that we might lose our job. We worry that we won't be able to pay for our kids' daycare next week. We worry about our parents getting older or getting sick in the future and having to care for them in all sorts of ways. Almost everything we worry about are things that are going to happen in the future. And it's interesting just to realize that worry is caused by thoughts we think about circumstances that are uncertain that haven't happened yet. And when your brain can't figure something out, it will freak out. It hates not knowing, right? I always tell y'all, your brain's least favorite thing is uncertainty. And so it's going to fixate and worry about the future because the future is very uncertain hasn't happened yet. 
So it makes total sense that most things we worry about are things that have not yet occurred. Now, when it comes to worrying about money, here's something funny to think about. When we worry about money, we think that we are being very responsible. We think that worrying about money is a very mature and responsible thing to be doing because isn't that what you're just supposed to do as an adult? Aren't you just supposed to grow up and worry about money? Many grown adults don't even realize that worrying about money is optional. Worrying about money is not a requirement to being financially savvy or to being financially responsible. It is not a necessity to building wealth. A lot of adults think that it's just what you're supposed to do because when we do it, when we worry about money, it feels like we're doing a good job by showing concern, by worrying, right? There's definitely a level of seriousness that comes with worrying. We're like, oh, this is important. It's serious. I'm paying attention to it. But I want you to consider that the opposite actually might be true, that although worrying about money feels responsible, it's actually not because worrying isn't useful. And worrying is not useful because it doesn't change your results. One of my favorite authors, Eckhart Tolle, he has a really popular saying where he says, worry pretends to be necessary, but it serves no useful purpose. I'll say that again. Worry pretends to be necessary, but it serves no useful purpose. And it's really true. Our brain tries to trick us in this way, you guys. A lot of us feel like worry is useful because if we're worried, that means we're paying attention and we're being responsible and we're taking it seriously. But worry doesn't lead to solutions. Worry leads to being paralyzed. It leads to inaction. It leads to hiding and avoidance. Worry is not an emotion that is going to lead us to solving the problem and being creative about finding solutions to what you're so worried about. Now, I'm going to give you some steps in a second that we can actually use to counter this and to move forward. But before we get there, there's just a couple more points that I want to make about worrying and money so we can understand this emotion a little bit better. I know that this point is going to be hard for some of you to accept. You might not agree with me. This is one of those lessons that sometimes you just have to experience firsthand to realize that, oh yeah, this is actually true. And I can say this firsthand because I've had people tell me this and I didn't believe them. I didn't believe them until I actually experienced it myself. But the reason that I keep pounding this point to you guys that worry comes from your thinking is because that a lot of you think that you simply need to change your financial situation and then the worry will go away. I hear it all the time. You think that you just got to get your debt paid off. You just got to build up some savings. You just need to get that raise or get that higher paying job. You just need to buy the house and then the worrying will stop. But y'all, please, please, please hear me. I really mean it when I say that worrying is an inside job. You cannot change your emotional state by changing your external circumstances, including your financial situation. And I know that some of you are going to want to fight me on this one. I did. Trust me, I did. I know you might not agree with me, but I have seen it over and over and over. So many examples that the number in your bank account, whether it's $10, $1,000, a million dollars. Your brain is still going to worry about money regardless of what that number is. Remember how I've told you that your brain is wired 
for scarcity. Always. It does not matter what that number is. Your brain is not going to change. Your brain is wired to constantly be looking at what you have, regardless of what the number is, and going, it's not enough. We're going to run out. We need more. We're in danger. Always. So please hear me when I say that more money or a different set of financial circumstances will not take away the worry that you feel around money. Being consumer debt-free will not take away your worry. I can tell you that firsthand. I had so bought into this idea that once we got all of our student loans and credit card debt, I was magically just going to stop worrying about money. I paid it off. The circumstances changed, but I didn't stop worrying. We think, oh, once I just am able to buy the house and I'm not renting anymore and I can finally have an asset that's appreciating and helping me build wealth, I'll be able to stop worrying. Being a homeowner will not take away your worry. (laughs) In fact, I can tell you that it pretty much does the opposite because you have a bunch more of expenses you have to worry about. I worried about money when I was $100,000 in debt, barely scraping by every month, could barely cover my basic bills. And I also worry about money today. Being in a completely different financial situation, being consumer debt-free, having savings, having investments, being a homeowner, it's night and day, but I still worry about money. But remember, it is normal to do so. But I do want to make it so, so clear that the solution to dealing with the worry that you feel around money is not going to come by simply just changing your financial circumstances. You have to do the internal work to deal with the worry. Because if you don't, it is not going to matter the amount of money sitting in your bank account or how much debt you have. Remember, worried is an inside job. Your brain fires neurons that produce thoughts, and those thoughts create feelings. In this case, the feeling of worry. That is where the worry is coming from. And whenever I start to doubt this, whenever I start to doubt the concept that feelings don't come from circumstances, they come from our thoughts, I like to look at people who have pretty similar circumstances in the world financially, and you can see the differences in emotional states that they are in and how differently people respond to them. And that's always such a good reminder to me of, oh yeah, this circumstance, this financial circumstance is completely neutral. It means nothing. We are all in control over the thoughts that we are going to think about the circumstance. And listen, if I want to be worried about something and I want to indulge in that worry, I absolutely can. Again, there's nothing wrong with being worried, but that is a choice that I am making. I think that taking that power back is one of the kindest things that we can do for ourselves, but it's also one of the kindest things that we can do for our money, right? I always say like, we give money such a hard time. We are so hard on it. We're so judgmental of it. I always tell you guys to think of money like it's a person. And when I do that, I'm always reminded that in order to have a healthy relationship with someone or with something, we don't want to place that burden of worry. We don't want to place the responsibility of it being the cause of the worry on the other person or on the thing. And the same is true with money. When you can come into emotional adulthood, which again, emotional adulthood means that you acknowledge that it's your thoughts that cause your emotions, not your external circumstances, that is the point where you can actually start to get some authority over the worry that you feel. I am not saying that the worrying is going to stop, but you can realize that you don't have to wait for your environment to change 
to get some authority, some power, some control over it. And to me, I'd rather know that I'm the creator of the worry rather than being totally powerless and believing that something outside of me that I can't control is what's causing me to feel worried. The biggest message that I have for you with this one episode is for you to know that there is an alternative to spinning out and feeling out of control by your own worry and feeling so helpless. We all have human brains, and they're going to worry about big things and little things, and that is never going to change. It is how we have been designed to survive as a species. But what we can all do is decide to focus internally on ourselves and do the work there instead of spinning out and waiting to feel better and waiting to stop worrying completely and totally once our circumstances change, namely once our financial circumstances change. And one more point that I want to make about worry before we get into the steps to deal with it, and I think this is important to note, and it's a little bit of a tangent, but I feel compelled to make this point, is that what is worrisome to me might not be worrisome to you and vice versa. What's big to us and little to us is going to be different from person to person. So please let's not downplay another person's worry because it's not something that's worrisome to us. But also please know that just because someone doesn't seem that worried about something that you're worried about doesn't mean that your worry isn't also valid. We have to stop making worry a competition. We have to stop glamorizing it like the person who is the busiest, the most stressed out, the most worried wins the prize. Our society nowadays glamorizes this in a sense. It glamorizes the worry. That's why when you turn on the news, it's just a montage of, oh, here's something to be worried about. Here's another thing to be worried about. Here's another thing to be worried about. But we have to stop comparing and competing with each other and making each other feel silly or stupid or invalid because the things that we worry about and the level of worry that we feel about various things differs. I am not better than you because I'm not worried about something, but you're not more responsible than me because you're more worried about something than I am. This is what we do to each other. But I think that instead of comparing our emotional pain to one another, and again, making that a competition and using it as a way to divide us even more than we already are divided in today's climate, we can do something better, which is learning how to deal with the worry that we feel, learning how to process it, how to experience worry without the resistance, without the judgment, and without comparison to others. So I want to spend the rest of our time today talking about that. There's five steps. We'll get through them quickly, but let's just start through the first step when you are feeling worried about your money, which is I simply just want you to name the emotion of worry out loud. When you find yourself feeling worried, I want you to simply say, I'm worried right now. Or you can say, I'm worried about money. Or you can even get more specific and say exactly what it is that you're worried about. I am worried about coming up with the money for daycare this month. I'm worried about being able to pay off my student loans. And then I always like to follow up the sentence with, and that's okay. So it would sound something like this. I'm worried right now, and that's okay. I can be worried. I'm worried about money right now, and that's okay. I can worry about money. Remember, do not judge the worry. Don't try to suppress it or act like it's not there. Remember, beach ball underneath the surface of the water, it's not going to work. Let's just call out and acknowledge that we're feeling worried and give ourselves the permission and the acceptance to feel it. After you've called it out, the next thing I want you to do is just let yourself worry, okay? 
Give yourself some worry time. I always like to say, let's worry on purpose. This might seem strange because we are constantly being told, you know, this message of don't worry, don't be stressed out, be happy. We feel like we can't worry because we're quote unquote not supposed to. But once you find yourself worrying, just let yourself worry on purpose for a period of time. I've actually started doing this with various things. I do it with money. I do it with my job. I do it with my business. I just tell myself, I'm worried about work. I say that out loud. I'm worried about work and that's okay. And then what do I do? I give myself 10 minutes to worry on purpose. I give my brain some time to just think all of the thoughts that are going to create the worry. And I let it go through all of the future scenarios that haven't happened yet. And I let myself indulge in that future uncertainty that my brain is so worried about. And then after about 10 minutes, I stop my worry time. You guys, I know this seems crazy, but worry on purpose for a period of time, whatever it is you are worried about. And then what I do is I always say, okay, my worrying is done for the day. I've let myself worrying. Worry time is over. When we let ourselves worry, we give ourselves a little bit of that release that we kind of need to feel, right? It's kind of like stretching a little bit. And honestly, the best way to get the worrying to subside and give ourselves some reprieve from the worry is actually from processing the worry by feeling it, from moving through the feeling, from allowing ourselves to feel worried until it moves through us. Not by doing what most of us have been told to do our entire lives, which is just suppress it or action it away. So after you realize that you are feeling worried about money, I want you to worry on purpose about money for a period of time. Give yourself some worry time, five minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour, an hour, it doesn't matter. But after you've worried on purpose and you've given yourself that release and you've felt the emotion of worry, we can move into step three which is reminding yourself that the worry is coming from you. It is coming from a thought that you are thinking. And once the worry has subsided a bit, it can be helpful to ask the question, what is the thought that I'm thinking that is causing the worry that I'm feeling or that I felt? Maybe it's the thought, I'm never going to get my credit cards paid off. Maybe it's the thought, I don't have enough money. Maybe it's the thought, I can't afford this, whatever it is. But what is it? What is the thought that you are thinking that is causing the worry? And after you've identified it, this is important. I want you to write it down. Don't just think about it. Write it down. Bring awareness to the fact that it's a thought that you are thinking that is causing your worry. The worry is not being caused by the money. Again, let's not be so hard on the money. The goal is to have a healthy and thriving relationship with our money And so blaming the money for all the stress and the worry that we feel is not how we are going to accomplish that. Write down the thought that's causing the worry. And even if you have it written down, and even if the thought seems very true, it seems like a fact, it can still be helpful just to see it written out in front of you. Like, oh, this is why I'm worried. I'm worried right now because my brain is telling me that we don't have enough. I'm worried because my brain is telling me that I'm always going to be in debt. Now, the fourth step, once you have that thought that's causing the worry written out, is to question and interrogate the thought and the belief that is causing the worry. This can actually be challenging, but a question that I love to ask myself is, am I willing to be wrong about this thought? 
if my brain is trying to tell me you don't have enough, which my brain tells me all of the time, like you don't have enough to do the home remodel that you want. You don't have enough to retire when you want to be able to retire. You don't have enough to be able to afford everything that you're going to need. I call out the worry. I give myself some worry time. I write the thought out in front of me. And then I acknowledge that the worry is coming from the thought. And then I ask myself, am I willing to be wrong about this belief? Is it possible that I could be wrong? Is it possible that the opposite could be true? Now, we have to challenge ourselves here, you guys. We have to call BS on our own BS that your brain is going to offer you. Remember how I've told you guys that your brain wants to be right about things. We have talked a lot about this concept recently, but it's pertinent here as well. It is so important because when you are worried about money because of a thought that your brain is offering you, like, I'm going to have to work forever until I retire, your brain is going to want to be right about that. It cares more about being right than about you actually doing something about it. It cares more about being right than you actually finding solutions to solve the problem. I promise you. It sounds strange, but it does. Your brain wants to be right. It craves and it seeks out certainty. So you really have to call BS on your own BS. You have to get curious. You have to question things. You have to challenge your own thoughts. Because if you don't, you will never get out of the worry. You will stay stagnant. You will indulge. You will not move forward and be in a solutions-oriented place where you can solve the issues that are worrying you, that are concerning you. So we can ask questions like, is it possible, brain, that I do have enough? Is it possible that I can live an amazing and abundant life with what I have just right now? Could it be a possibility that I'm wrong about this brain? And hear me, your caveman brain is going to be going crazy. It's going to be like, bah, look at all this evidence that we have of why this is true. Please, we're right about this. Look at all the evidence. But with your human, more deliberate, future-focused part of your brain, Just come back to being really curious and compassionate with yourself, asking yourself the kind question of, okay, but what if we're wrong? What if that's not true? What are the other possibilities here? Questioning these default and scarce beliefs that your brain is going to throw at you will open you up to the possibilities that your brain cannot get to when it's weighted down so heavily by the worry. And I like to take some time and actually visualize the result that I want to create. If I'm worried about not being able to retire when I want to retire, I spend some time actually visualizing, closing my eyes, taking some deep breaths, and going there in my mind, going to the place where I've actually created the result that I'm so worried I'm not going to create, that I've actually created the result of retiring when I want to. You can do this too. Close your eyes, take some deep breaths, go there. Go to the place where you have created the result that you are so worried about. You've paid off the debt. Your savings account is where you want it to be. You're in the dream career, earning the dream salary. You're there. You did it. You have it. Then think, how did I get here? What was the first step that I took to create this result? How do I feel having created this result? What are the thoughts that I'm thinking and what are the beliefs that I now have that have helped me create this result. Spend time there. I've said it a couple times in this episode, but worry is not a useful emotion, you guys. We think it is. I know it seems very helpful and very responsible, but no action, no possibilities, no solutions are going to come from worry. Gavin DeBecker, he's a famous author, 
But he says that, I love this quote, he says, worry is a way to avoid change. When we worry, we don't do anything about the matter. And then he also goes on to say that worry is a form of self-harassment, you guys. Worry is a form of self-harassment. And he says it doesn't bring solutions. All it does is distract us. I want to introduce this concept to you guys of equal airtime. You can use this in so many different areas. I love this concept. I have all of my coaching clients utilize this concept. But it's this concept of 50-50 and giving equal airtime equal mental energy to both sides of the coin. So it's like, okay, I've spent 10 minutes worrying about this problem. Now I'm going to spend an equal amount of time. I'm also going to spend 10 minutes in possibility world, in solutions mode. If I'm going to spend 10 minutes worrying about how there's not enough, I'm also going to spend 10 minutes finding all of the areas where I have plenty and I have everything I need and I'm taken care of. If I'm going to spend 10 minutes worried about all the issues in my business, I'm also going to spend 10 minutes acknowledging all the parts of my business that are going really well right now. If I'm going to worry for 10 minutes about paying off my student loans, I'm going to spend 10 minutes thinking about solutions to pay it off faster through refinancing options, through developing more income streams, or how to increase the current income that I have available to me. 50-50, equal airtime. You have to move out of this black and white, all or nothing thinking that so many of us find ourselves in because, again, your brain really loves that extreme absolute thinking. So we have to lovingly but intentionally bring it back out and be like, okay, brain, if we're going to sit here for 20 minutes and be worried about this thing, we're also going to spend the same amount of time in solutions mode. And I love you know the concept of 50-50 equal airtime so much because It's not saying don't worry. It's not trying to say you shouldn't be worried about something, but it is telling you, hey, it's okay if you're going to worry about something, but let's spend some time worrying and working through the emotion. And then let's get to work trying to figure out a solution to solve the problem that's worrying you right now. And that really brings me back to the fifth step. The fifth step is just come back to the present moment. Come back to today. Come out of the future and what's going to happen. Because remember, Worry is always about the future. And sometimes, even if you do this work and you go through steps one through four, what's going to happen is that a new circumstance is going to arise and your brain is going to default to worry, and that is totally fine. But when that happens, I want you just to go through the steps and then bring your mind back to today. You can always, each one of us always has the ability to handle what's in front of us today. We can all just take one tiny step towards finding a solution or solving the problem. Even if it's something so small, like just opening up, logging into your bank account, not doing anything, but just looking at what is in your bank account. Even if it is literally just transferring $5 into your savings account, $1 into your savings account, just so you were going through the motions of paying attention to your money and being proactive about saving, regardless of what the amount is. There is always something that we can do in the present moment that will move us towards a solution to solving the problem that we are worried about. Okay, so those are the five steps, you guys. Remember that worry is normal. Your brain is designed to do it. There is no sense and no purpose in judging it, trying to suppress it. Worrying comes from your thoughts that you have about future uncertain circumstances. Worry is not coming from the money. Let's not put the burden 
of the worry onto the money. Let's take that power back and own it. And once we realize those two things, we can work through the process. We're going to call it out, out loud. We're going to say, I'm feeling worried about money and that's okay. After that, we're going to worry on purpose. We're actually going to give ourselves some worry time so that we can allow the worry, process through it, not try to suppress it. After you've given yourself your worry time, you're going to write down the thought that is causing you to feel worried. And I want you to remember that the worry is an emotion caused by your thinking, not the money, not the debt, not the number in your bank account. Once you have the thought identified and it's written out in front of you, we're going to go to step four. We're going to question the thought. We're going to challenge it. We're going to ask, is this true? Are there other possibilities? Could the opposite be true? Am I willing to be wrong about this thought? We call BS on our own BS. And then the fifth and final step that we do is we just bring it back today, all right? We don't think about tomorrow. We don't think about a week from now or a month or now. We bring it back into the present moment and we figure out what is just the next first step that I can take to solving this problem that is worrying me, that's concerning me. All right. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode about worry. No, please know, and please hear me, that worry is so normal. You're going to worry about money. There is no point in trying to completely eradicate worrying about money. After all, we are all human beings with human brains, but we can work to lessen the grip and the control that worry has over us by recognizing where it comes from, learning how to process through it, and then challenging the worry with new thinking, which will lead to new actions, which will lead to new possibilities. I actually want to leave you with a quote that I saw about worry, and I love it. It's by a woman, Corey Tenboom. She's a famous author, and she says, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. I'll say that one more time. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. I thought that that sentence perfectly summed up everything that we've talked about today. And I know that doing this emotional work around worry is hard. It is. It is some of the hardest work we can do. We are constantly, every day, from all around us being presented with reasons to worry. But worry is optional. Worry is a choice. It is unnecessary. It is possible to create the financial results that you want to create without being worried and stressed out all the time. And I need you to hear that it is a possibility. It's some of the most rewarding work to do because this is the work that actually makes you stronger. Okay. I love you all so much. Please do not be shy about sharing this episode with your network. If you do, please do not be shy about tagging me at Paige L. Pritchard. I absolutely love to see what you guys are loving. I Love to know what episodes really resonate with you so I can create more content like that. If you have two minutes, please leave a five-star review of the podcast on iTunes. It really means so much to me and it really keeps the show going strong. I love you all so incredibly much. Have an amazing week. I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, 
you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money and your spending will be controlled, purposeful, and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.